welcome to the Unapologetic Connections podcast. We are spicing things up, having no podcast hosts, no scripts, and bearing it all completely unedited. We are a group of entrepreneurial women who believe in true, deep, unapologetic stories. Because life isn't always Instagram worthy. Life is messy, unpredictable, and can rock you to the core. It's time to unmask and show all aspects of ourselves unapologetically. Let's come together, rock this thing called life, and support the heck out of each other. Because ain't nobody got time for the mask of judgment. Get ready to connect, share, and feel the unedited love of unapologetic connections. Welcome back, Connections. My name is Melanie Dawn, and I am one of the unapologetic speakers represented by the Unapologetic Connections Agency, and I'm proud to be introducing this week's episode brought to you by Nude Soda. If you've listened to our podcast before, you will know that I'm both a speaker, food freedom, and body image coach, as well as a certified breathwork facilitator and a regular contributor on this show. I wanted to bring the topic, how to manage mom guilt, to the table this week because I feel like it is a topic that so many moms suffer with. So I want to just open the table, first of all, and welcome Lisa. Lisa graduated from the Unapologetic Speaker Training in November of 2019. So welcome, Lisa. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here tonight. So why don't you start us off? What does mom guilt look like to you? Oh, it actually huge for me. As someone who actually works on the road a lot, the first image that I get is when I have to travel for work and my I have to say goodbye to my children and my animals. And literally there is a lineup. They all stand in aid order. And everyone gives me a hug and a kiss goodbye. Yeah. Then they pick up the animals. We have two dogs. They get <laughs> hugs and kisses goodbye. And then my youngest, who's actually turning 19, will jump the line to get two or three hugs oh, before, yeah? I, before I leave. <laughs> but the look on his face and actually one of our dogs, who I can say is my puppy, but she's actually nine. But she's just like a little three-pounder. Aw. And she's got the energy of a puppy. When she looks at me with her sad face, I literally cry as I close the door and walk away. Not for the kids, but for the dogs. But but (laughs) it's for both. Because sometimes I'll go packing my suitcase because I'm only gone for five days or ten days. And the dog's in my suitcase. (laughs) Because the dog knows. She knows. She absolutely knows. And sometimes I'm not flying. Sometimes I'm driving. So when I would pull out of town, I'm literally bawling. Mm. it's like my heart is ripping in half and I just want to be home and hug my kids I actually want to cry now so how do you deal with that or how do you manage that then so for me what I do is I make sure that the kids and the animals they all know that they're loved yeah and I make sure that I am contact with them I send them little memes or something funny or I just make sure they get a phone call but because there's three of them They have different personalities. For sure. So they each need something different. So it's taking the time to know what each of them needs. And actually, our little puppy, Maya, she actually needs to hear my voice 
on the phone. Mm. So if she's with my daughter and I'm talking to my daughter, my daughter will make sure I'm on speakerphone so our, our dog <laughs> actually That's so us, cute. the other dog could care less. <laughs> she perks up and not the same as Maya does. That's amazing. Um, but it's a matter about giving them a little bit of something. So when I come home, I do the same thing. I make sure it's an extra hug. It's a kiss on the top of the head. It's a, uh, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you want to spend a couple minutes with me? Yeah, for sure. Right. For or sure. I, I've just got to go and grab something. I'm going, you know, I got to go drop, drop something off at auntie's house. Do you want to come with me? Yeah. And just have that one-on-one time. So it's, it's about carving out and recognizing the different needs of all the different Absolutely. Yeah. But it's that's the only huge. way I can cope because I know I'm giving them what they need. Mm-hmm. But part of that is asking them. For sure. What do you need? If I feel a little more emotions coming from them, then I will ask them straight up, what do you need from me? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, I feel like we're, we're not really connecting. You know, you're, you feel a little more distant or a little more emotional. You know, how can I support you? Yeah, for but sure. It's opening up the lines of communication so that way if they don't like what I'm doing, they will tell me. Yeah, that's amazing. That they don't like it. That's and amazing. they don't get in trouble because they're voicing their opinion. That's great. So for us, it's really about, at least in my house, it's like, Tell me you don't like it doesn't mean it's going to change the outcome, but at least it opens the dialogue. For sure. And sometimes it does change the dialogue. It does change the outcome because I'm like, okay, I never thought of it from that perspective. For sure. I'm like, okay, so I can actually catch a later flight. So I'm here for an extra two hours so you can, we can do this one thing you really wanted to do depending on what it is. Right. So I have some flexibility, but again, it comes down to communication. But it's the only way because... Otherwise, I am a blubbering mess when I leave. For sure. For sure. And you need to be able to show up as you are for work and for whatever you're stepping away from. Well, thank you, Ashley from Ashley McIver. She's an accountability coach. What does mom guilt look like to you? Oh, gosh. I think no matter what, we're always going to have some form of mom guilt, Mm -hmm. if not on a daily basis. (laughs) I'm like, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. (laughs) Or I shouldn't have done that. Absolutely. I don't internalize it as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to forever be trying to make up for it or say to my daughter, are you okay? Is everything okay? Now I'm like, we're good. Everything's fine. Just important, like what Lisa said, I just carve out those special times. So before sure. bed, every single night, me and my daughter read together one of her girl books and we talk about it and just talk like girls and she goes to bed and there's our special time. Yeah. Every Tuesday. Or today you went swimming, Yeah, right? I take cash yeah. to the pool on Tuesdays and we have our our special time and of course when I get too busy or if I'm say on my phone working a little bit I always struggle with a little bit of that guilt Mm -hmm. but I'll always say mom's just gonna work for 15 minutes go watch your show for 15 and then we'll play so I just sort of more explain it a little bit more and then to be sure that you honor that right because sometimes you go down the rabbit hole of the cell phone and it's a half an hour later. Yes. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I just make sure we have this. I want the giggles tonight a little bit. What? <laughs> the giggles a That's bit good. tonight. It's good. Um, I just make sure that I have special time for them and they know I love them and that they can come to me and I can come to them. And for we, sure. just, we have that time. But of course, I still feel guilt at times. I think we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, if I make a mistake, there's guilt there. It's just I get reassurance from other moms because sometimes I just need to. And, uh, but I think we're all in it together and we all struggle with the same sort of guilt. And if we're Mm -hmm. talking about it together, Mm -hmm. I think that's when we can deal with it. And normalize it, right? Everybody goes through these emotions of feeling guilty for 
you know, making certain decisions or having to step away or having to take care of yourself when if mom's not okay, nobody's okay in the house. Right. Actually. Mm, Definitely. And that's a really good point because I train five days a week in the gym and I take my son with me while my daughter's at school Mm. on the days I'm not working. And uh, I know he's fine for an hour and 10 minutes playing with his little buddies. And then we go do something special after. We'll get a treat. So when I'm taking that time for myself, after it, I make sure to take the time for them. So great. And how great is it for them to be able to see you, especially as they get older, you honor yourself. I just, I just think it teaches our kids that it's okay to take a moment out to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily take away from how much I love you or how much I, I just need to do this for me so that I can show up better for you. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley. Kathy from Balancing Energy, what does mom guilt look like to you? I'm going to say it's quite different now than it has been over the years because my kids are both moved out. They're 19 and 21. But it's funny, I was thinking about this topic today kind of in a reflective way and thinking about the mom guilt that I used to have and now reflecting over the years and thinking that I spent so much time with the kids at soccer games or rugby games and their sports and their cheer. Mm. It, was, it took up a lot of time, which is great. We loved being at every event. It was amazing. But I remember thinking to myself, well, we didn't do things like hiking or we didn't do as many day-to-day just family things with the four of us. Mm. And maybe we didn't always get to the dinner table. It would be like pick up a snack or pick up a drive through on the way to something. Mm-hmm. And so I remember over the years feeling guilty for that. For feeling sure. guilty that I wasn't doing the so-called quote-unquote things I thought that I was supposed to do like my parents did with us, mm-hmm. which was always camping, hiking, outdoor stuff. And we weren't doing that. So I recall feeling guilty about that and probably even still feel guilty about that a little bit. And also I remember when the kids were little, we lived in California and I remember just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I cannot, I do not want to go to the park. Like, take the kids to the park. I know I should get out of the house. It's a beautiful <laughs> sunny day. <laughs> but I have a 12-month-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. I do not want to go into the freaking park with a bunch of people that I don't know <laughs> and just watch my kids go down the slide. Because I'm going to tell you, that wasn't fun for me. Like, <laughs> it should be fun for me. But it wasn't fun. Right. Like, actually, yeah. I didn't enjoy that part of my day. Uh, I did do it, but often because I just actually felt guilty. So often I would uh, send my husband to do those jobs. He would come home from work and be like, okay, we're going to do something perfect. So he'd be pushing the kids on the swing, playing soccer, and I might read a book. Or... That's great. And I think I kind of felt like I earned it because I was there all day long. Absolutely. But in reflection, I do I do always remember feeling guilty about that. I, sh- I always felt I should do more. I should play more. I should sit on the ground and play Barbies more. Like, no, I want to stab myself in the face thinking about sitting down and playing <laughs> yeah. Like, I know that that's something that's good for my kids. And but... you are not the first mom. No. I've heard oh, say, I don't fucking want to play Barbies today. Right? I don't want to. And there yeah. have been days, and you are not alone, because there have been days where it is beautiful outside, and there have been a couple days where I'll close the blinds, and I'm like, it's not sunny today. It's a cozy, cuddly day. It's a cozy, cuddly day. We're getting some popcorn or jammies and a movie. And it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Into it, right? <laughs> no, no, I love that. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I've done that. You just make the black room, pull out all the pillows, put them yeah. on the ground. Everyone gets their favorite jammies, their favorite snacks. 
And it's like, it's now movie theater time. Yep. And that's it's just theater. as good of a memory as going oh down. Oh my god, a, for a slide. sure. <laughs> Damn slide. This sounds really bad. Do you ever remember, maybe you guys didn't do this, but I remember sometimes thinking to myself, this day has to pass until my husband comes home. How am I going to do it? Let's oh get a treat. God. So we'd say, let's go for ice cream. But I would honestly drive to like the furthest of the ice cream place, like just to burn up half an hour going there and then half an hour coming back because I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. I just wanted to get through the day. It's a long day. I love your honesty. I love your honesty. (laughs) More people would admit this sort of thing because there are days where it's like that. You're like, is it noon yet? Because that wine looks pretty (laughs) good. And it's like 8.15. I used to walk in the living room and say, me time, you time. Yes. I'm closing my door. Knock if it's an emergency. If it's not an emergency, I'll see you when I come out. Yeah, totally. And I would close the door. I would read a book. I would take a nap. Right, for <laughs> I sure. I would do whatever I needed. And then I'd come out, okay, I'm ready for you. What would you like to do? And half the time they're like, I'm actually good. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm going back in my room. Yeah. Now I'll leave the door cracked open. You can come if you need to, but after taking time for myself. But I had to. Otherwise, I was going to lose my sanity. For sure. Yeah. Because I also ran a daycare when my kids were little. Jeez, yeah. On top of that. And my kids were 24-7. Yeah, just to reset, right? Yeah, you need it. Yes. So, Jessica, from Glitter and Grace, what did or what does mom guilt look like to you? Well, mom guilt has changed over the years, for sure. Um, My son is 19 now, so... I can remember when he was young having mom guilt about working full-time in a corporate world and commuting two hours a day. So Mm. I would be gone from the brink of dawn until after dinner quite often. So I had mom guilt then. I still have mom guilt now about that. Right. It's just different. About the time that I missed with him. Looking back. Looking back. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have some new mom guilt. Um, My son and I have recently had some conversations about his childhood and about some Mm -hmm. of the impacts of some of the things that took place in his childhood. Mm -hmm. And um, so I feel I still have some pretty heavy mom guilt for staying in a marriage that I was not happy in and how that impacted my son. I have some mom guilt about having a breakdown. I had a pretty heavy breakdown uh, when he was in his teenage years and I never really realized the impact of that until mm. recently. And we had a conversation. He mentioned how hard it was for him. You know, he'd have a bad day at school or something and come home and want to talk to me about it. But I'm in a puddle on the couch and he, right. can't, he can't talk with me, right? So, how beautiful is that, though, at this stage? He's <clears throat> able to come to you yeah. and talk about those things. It, and it's really important that we do oh. that and, and healing for both of us, for too. Sure. But, um, yeah, definitely still carry some of that, for sure. And then recently... I have some new mom guilt because I moved out of the city that he was in and I really didn't think he would mind. He's 19. He lives with his dad. He's got his own life. And, you know, we don't see each other every day. And I was living only literally three blocks away from him and we weren't seeing each other all the time. So I really just thought moving to Maple Ridge would be no big deal. But we just had a conversation last weekend and it's really impacted him. Just the fact that I moved away and I'm in a house with a new partner and he doesn't feel like it's his home at all. Mm. And so it's, it's new, new mom guilt. Well, and (laughs) transition to, for him to get comfortable in that space too, right? Yeah. It's going to take a bit of time, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's challenging because he doesn't have a vehicle and it's hard to get there. And so it's going to require, you know, me driving from Maple Ridge to White Rock to pick him up and bring him back out there. And it's going to be, it's not as convenient as mom being down the street, you know? For sure. Um, and even though we didn't see each other all the time, 
I guess that was still somehow beneficial to him. So. Well, it was just enough that you were there, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I think it transforms over, over the years, right? It goes from feeling guilty about not taking them to the park that day and then all the way through until now and that mom guilt of, shit, I moved away and I didn't even think that it would impact him. Right. But it sure does. <laughs> but the fact that you two can talk about it Absolutely. makes you of a mom. It does. I think it does. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that to toot my own horn at all, no. but I just think that's something that I, I'm very blessed to have with him. I'm very, very lucky that he opens up with me and that we can have those in-depth conversations because that's the only way I can make it any better for him. Right. Yeah. I mean, now, now that we had the conversation last weekend about how he's feeling about me being away, I've already planned this weekend. I'm going to go pick him up on Sunday and he's going to come out and spend the whole day. Perfect. Right? So it's just being aware of it and, and now making some adjustments so that it will hopefully benefit him. Right. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In saying that, I think mom guilt changes throughout the years. Like I'm sure if I talk to my mom, she still has moments of guilt. I'm 42 years old. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like right. my parents left for my birthday this year on my birthday and I, it was not, it was like a non-issue to me. And my mom was horrified. We can't leave. I'm like, Deb, okay. <laughs> I will take you to the airport. I'm dropping you off. You are going. You can like, I'm, coffee on the way. I'm fine. 42. I'm, I'm going to be just fine. Yeah, so I think it just changes throughout the years. Definitely. Well, it does because yeah. actually recently I had a conversation with my 21-year-old and my 23-year-old. And yes. we were actually talking about the energy I gave them in the womb. For sure. And, yeah, yeah. And the guilt that I was feeling. So... Because with my 21-year-old, I didn't like being pregnant. Matter of fact, I hated it. I hated everything about it. I slept through the whole thing. It was not good timing for me. So we were talking this week and I'm like, I feel so sorry and so bad that that's how I was going through everything. But a lot of those things I was going through when I was pregnant with him are his traits today. Mm, And so we were talking about energies I gave him in the womb. So that way we could work together and have a better bond. So loving though, mm-hmm. sitting there having those conversations and being able for me to tell them what was going on in my life and to recognize where they got some of their traits from and what's going on. And then them being open enough, work with me to help for get sure. those energies I gave That's them. It's beautiful. Out. Love that. I love that. So I actually wanted to just bring in a couple of our listeners. We had actually quite a few comments on the mom guilt topic. So Jamie sent us in uh, a comment saying, I find it rears its ugly head when I put myself first. It was a huge obstacle for me when digging into self-care. I had to shift my perspective to one where my child sees me taking care of myself and putting myself first and is learning to do the same. I'm still giving them love, attention, and guidance they need, but I'm also honoring myself in the process. That's kind of something that we talked about. Like, what a what a beautiful gift to give your kids to be able to step away, to care for yourself, to be able to show up mm-hmm. as the best mom you can. Definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the only way. I, I, know, I totally. I I cannot see how I could ever not take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be no good to them. Yeah. Like if, if I like to if be I no wasn't good he- to happy kids. or healthy. Right. Or- like I was me, yeah, I wouldn't have the energy, you wouldn't have you know, just to keep going with your days. No. I would Yeah, you have to fill your own cup or else you can't help other people, mm-hmm. right? So and I'm that's something I think most of us don't think we should be doing because we'll feel more guilty about taking that time. Well that's like but, even me tonight, like the boys are home. They're friggin' twenty one years old for God's sakes, and I yeah. still have I still have guilty feelings. Mm-hmm. 
So I've been momming these children for 12 years now. They're 21. And my experience of being a stepmom, I still suffer from mom guilt. But I'm somewhat like I suffer from mom guilt, sister guilt, daughter guilt, (laughs) wife guilt, dog mom guilt, friend guilt. Like I... All the gamut of guilt. Yeah, <laughs> all the feels of guilty. But I mean, at the same time, it's it's kind of a powerful feeling to be able to step out and take care of yourself. Because I know how important it is for me to be here and be doing this podcast or, you know, the things that I have been doing later on in life now that the boys are older, to be able to step away and be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're probably fine. <laughs> like, they're 21. They're they totally fine. Know you're not there. Yeah, they, <laughs> you'll get home and yeah, oh, they won't that, even know yeah. where you're gone. <laughs> yeah, and so I just with their dad. Totally. Right? Oh, we, oh, we have to. And they're 21. Thinking. That the ship's gonna sink <laughs> yeah. if we leave the house. Yeah, but sometimes it does. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know what? Yes, you're you're completely right. I left for Harrison. With a girlfriend of mine, the very first time since I've been married, I've been married for four four years, and I left my husband with the two kids, and I had a lot of guilt around going, you know, and I really struggled with it for a solid week, and even my husband was like, well, what, what are we going to do if this happens? I'm like, well, I don't know. You're going to have to figure that out. And I le- and it was the I needed it. I needed oh. to just relax and come home refreshed. How did you feel when you came home? I felt really good. I actually wasn't ready to even come Go home. To be honest, <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. A night is enough. Oh no, I could have stayed the whole fucking week. <laughs> Kev, Kev, sorry, babe. I'm uh. <laughs> I love it. Like I just let's just be honest. A good trip around the world would have <laughs> House would still be standing when you got home. That's a nobody's breastfed anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we have a comment from Emily. And she was just saying, I have a rule that really helps with mom guilt in my heterosexual relationship. I ask myself, is this something that my husband would feel guilty about? Or better yet, I run it by him and ask him. If the answer is no, I let it go. I have found that 99% of the time, my husband has not given a second thought or even a first thought in many circumstances. Society's expectations of mothers are outdated and our mental health is better when we can let those expectations go and focus on what really matters. Yeah, Emily. I like that. That's really great. It is so true. Because I'm like, I need to start doing that more. Yes. (laughs) Because really and truly, they do not give it a second thought. Mm -hmm. No. Steve golfs almost every Sunday. Do you think that he thinks, oh, I wonder if... No. No. He just goes golfing for five hours and comes home and feels great when he gets back. And it's probably better for it. Yeah. Oh, completely. Leo's always like, go do it, go do it. Like, I don't care. I'm good. Go do it. I'm like, yeah. no, but I can't. Well, yeah, I get... is, is just because we have children, we don't have to stop living for ourselves right. as well. No, totally agree. And in fact, we shouldn't because then we're demonstrating that that's how you're supposed to live. Right? For right. somebody else. That's right. Times have changed. Totally. Life is busier. And For sure. we expect to keep up with the rules and stuff from how many years ago. But now we've added in full-time work and self-care and having kids. I mean, it's just too hard to keep up with. Mm-hmm. No, it's too hard to keep up with. Yeah. If I'm struggling with something that I I feel bad about when it comes to being a mom or something, I'll, I'll run it by maybe a co-worker or something. And they'll go, so? And? 
That's not a big deal, Ash. Yeah. What are you, what are you overthinking it? Mm-hmm. You know? Which is kind of a slap in the face reality, right? Like, oh, actually, you're right. We right. overthink things and think that we're harming our children by going out with our friends for an evening and think, you're better. going to affect them 30 years from now. Did this one <laughs> right. conversation be left for the rest of their lives? Yes, like, yes. Yeah. And we're, it's I true. mean, it's okay to go away. It's okay to... It's important to go away. And the bottom line is, is no matter what you do when raising your kids, there's always going to be something that they come back with that feels unsettled to them. Mm-hmm. I grew up in an amazing family, but I still have things that I'm like, well, Deb, like what? <laughs> you know, there's always something. Mm-hmm. It's all relative, obviously, but, you know, we, we do the best we can with what we have. And sometimes we don't know better. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't know better. It goes to that saying, it's not what happened to you, but what you've made it yes, mean. Yes, absolutely. All interpretations absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of the troubles come when things happen in a household that maybe is a little bit unsettling and nobody talks about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. as an adult, absolutely. you grow up with all these unresolved feelings and yeah. all these anxieties. Mm-hmm. Um, me. <laughs> You know, so we never talked about the things that went wrong. They were never really discussed. Yeah. So I was never quite sure how to navigate through that. So if something, say, has happened in my home now with my children, or there's been an episode, or if my daughter and I have a disagreement, there's always talk after. There's always Mm -hmm. talk so they know what happened wasn't okay, or, you know, the argument we had. Like my daughter and I, if we have one of our little tiffs as mother and daughters do, now we talk about it. It just doesn't get walked away and she's left feeling, well, what was that about? Mm-hmm. Or why, you know, we're talking with them more. Yeah, mm-hmm. much more. It used to be because I'm the mom and I say so and that was it. That was it. That was oh, what happened, right? Right. right. Yeah. We were told we don't talk about that yeah. in our house. That's right. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. Yes. No, we don't talk about that. No, conversation's over. You yeah. need to exit the room. And the conversation was over. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Equal. Never to be brought up again. Welcome to adulthood yeah. when you're a hot mess inside because you never <laughs> talked about anything. Totally. And then how do you start talking when you've never, you know, that was a question that we asked today, actually, was how, you know, in speaking up for yourself, Mm -hmm. which will probably be next week's episode. So stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like if you're never, if you're never allowed to be able to speak your mind or your truth, Mm -hmm. you grow up like that. Mm -hmm. And And it trickles into all your relationships. Oh my God. Not just with your kids, right? Totally. With your partner, with your boss. For sure. Employers. Yeah. Friends. Yes. Makes you feel like a bad person because you weren't acknowledged, and mm-hmm. hence the guilt right. and just the vicious circle. Yeah. So we're gonna have mom guilt no matter what. It's just gonna happen throughout life, whether you're. But what are you are making older. that mom guilt mean, right, Kathy? Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what are you making me mean? I just want to bring up a last comment from Angie. This one was, um, you know, it was really powerful when I read it. So Angie said. It's a term that we as society have given to us moms. Society makes us believe if we don't feel mom guilt, we must be a bad mom. Some people wear mom guilt like a badge of honor. Mom guilt is about feeling shame for ourselves, where we view others view our perceived shortcomings. We pound these negative thoughts into ourselves and start believing they are true. It's actually okay to miss a sporting event. Send your kids to school when you think they are faking being sick only to find out they puked everywhere. It's okay to forget their lunch or not make it on a field trip. It's okay to go to the mall by yourself or get a facial or play a sport yourself. It's okay to lose your patience. Taking care of you means you're also taking care of your family. It's okay to realize that you are human. When you stop putting every behavior under a microscope and realize 
absolutely no one is perfect in any way, shape, or form, you won't be so plagued by mom guilt. Step back and look at the big picture. You will not ruin your child's life because you didn't make it to the pumpkin patch or you didn't buy that stuffed animal. Change your thought patterns. Look at everything you contribute. Look at all the good. Don't focus on perceived wrongs and watch that messed up self-talk that can beat you down. Fuck yeah, Angie. Way to go, Angie. Yes. Right? That's amazing. I love that I one. love Angie. I, yes. Angie's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah, she's... And that is so true. It's perfect. So I've got goosebumps. Look at me. You do have goosebumps. I, I do. Because when, when I read about... that today, I was like, yeah. Yeah. What about looking at, too, making this really simple list about, like, the things you're guilty for if you want to. And the things you're proud of. And I'm 99% yeah. sure those proud things are going to outweigh the other things. 100%. The amount 100%. you do. Mm-hmm. Like simple things. Like the kids like having stuff ready for them in the bathroom for their teeth being washed. It can be, those are actually things that are good. Not mm-hmm. every family actually has toothpaste. Or it sounds so simple and silly, but it's true. All the things in the day that you provided or emotions that you worked through mm-hmm. or just things you've taken them to are so simple, but really they're not, right? So Right. And yeah. they remember the little things. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, they remember the cuddles yeah. in bed and the movie nights. Yeah. And the making homemade Play-Doh and the baking and, you know, yeah. they remember that. They do. For sure. They don't remember if you were up in the bleachers watching their band concert. And let's face it. <laughs> Nobody wants to do Nobody that job. Loves <laughs> I don't want to watch you play the clarinet. Like, I just don't. <laughs> After Tyler hearing it all week <laughs> yeah. being practiced. I used to have such crazy guilt for not going to the boys' soccer games. But, fuck, it's so rainy. It's so wet. But I'd be like, okay, babe. have Because he was coaching and the boys played and... So I'd always have like the most killer warm lunch ready for them when they got home. So I was like, okay, I can't come, but I'm, look at this amazing hot lunch. Like See? just to balance myself. I know I've missed the last 37 soccer <laughs> games, but look at this grilled cheese Look sandwich. at this grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that truck slaves over it, it, it for really all does. three minutes that it took. <laughs> I've been laying on the couch for the other two hours. Right? <laughs> I love this. We're getting this for you. But this is it, right? Like this is, you know, we're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. We, we really are. We really are. Well, thank you guys for being here. Um, this was a great conversation. And just want to let you guys know that the next round of unapologetic speaker training starts April 9th. Head on over to www.unapologeticconnections.com. Thank you so much for listening, Connections, and thank you again to our sponsor, Nude Soda. If you are still with us and have hung in till the end of the cast, you are officially connected. Head on over to unapologeticconnections.com to read more about us and put some faces to names. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us an honest review. Our agency stands for a lot of things, but most of all, real truth, and real connection. So thank you for connecting with us. Until next week. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.